welcome to the With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven women who are ready to embrace a feminine approach to business. We'll be chatting all things cycle awareness and using your intuitive superpowers, combined with the more practical aspects of business, like systems and planning. I'm your host, Laura, from Business With Flow, cyclical business mentor and systems queen. My mission is to show you that business can be fun and easy, that you can do it in a way that is right for you and feel inspired, organized, calm, and in control. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of the With Flow podcast. Today, I'm excited to bring to you a chat that I had with my friend, Belinda Gill. Belinda and I, as you'll hear in the episode, we've known each other for a couple of years now, and we've been in a lot of similar online business circles. And one of the things that we've always connected over is even though we serve clients in a different way, our messages and our philosophies around keeping business simple and fun and doing it without having to hustle and burn yourself out is always so aligned. So I'm really excited to bring this chat to you today. Now, if you don't know Belinda, Belinda is an MBA qualified business strategist and mentor. She helps women to simplify their business model and strategy so that they can earn more without doing more. Belinda is a former corporate lawyer, advisor, and contract manager, and she loves to find the simple solutions to complex situations. She's the least lawyer-like ex-lawyer that you will meet. Belinda grew her business around her two young children, a day job, and in 2020, doubled her business income while working less hours. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. Melinda, welcome to the podcast. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you, Laura. I'm very happy to be here and to be chatting to you. You and I, we've known each other for quite a few years. We obviously um, initially connected, gosh, it was probably about four or five years ago, maybe. Surely can't be that long ago. I don't think I've been in business for that long, but it was a while ago. It was a few years. It was definitely a few years. And we've sort of been in and out of, of similar circles for a really long time. But I think one of the things that we've always connected over, we've always bonded over is that although we serve clients in a different way, we are so aligned with a lot of the same themes and the same messages in terms of, you know, keeping business simple. It's not about the hustle. It's not trying to do all of the things, but keeping it simple and doing, you know, what works for you. So I'm super excited to delve into that a little bit more in today's conversation, because whenever you post things on Instagram, I'm always like, yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) It's like, that is like, yes, what she said, just, just, just listen to her. (laughs) Absolutely. So before you joined, obviously, the online business world, you had quite a interesting career in the corporate world. I'd love to have a little chat about that first and how that led you to starting an online business in the first place. Yeah, so I am by trade a lawyer. So I spent my 20s as a corporate lawyer. So my expertise was kind of multi-million dollar commercial transactions, buying and selling resorts, shopping centers, all that sort of thing. Lots of hustle. Lots of masculine energy. (laughs) Yeah. And then when I I started my master's in business administration, when I was sort of in my late 
20s while I was still working in the law firm doing those kind of 15-hour days and then I um, quit my legal career just just quit just had enough one day and left and went and found a job that was kind of I was had fallen in love with the business side of things I was working with people in the legal sense in their businesses but I realized that I actually really loved the business side of things so I quit my legal career and went off to find a job in the government that was more kind of a blend of things so I was finishing my master's in business and I got a job in the government that was sort of quasi-legal, quasi-strategy. And so that was kind of where I went then. And I finished my master's in business administration while, while I was pregnant, had a baby, breastfeeding, working, all the things. Like I just couldn't quite get to the slowdown point. And then I had my second child. I was finished my degree by that point and I had really severe postnatal depression. And that was one of the big things that actually led me to my business because for the first time in my very busy life, I actually couldn't be that busy. Like I did not have the capacity to function the way that I was used to functioning. And I you know, learned a lot about like mindfulness. I had to start saying no to things and all of that, to make a long story short, led me to creating my business. And it went through a few hoops first. I blogged and then I did different things, but I ended up in this business that I have. And it's like so much of it is because I love business and I love now that I've learned about like mindfulness and simplicity, I love what that brings into our lives. So it just, I just love being able to help other women to put that into their business and to take what I've learned from problem solving, you know, in that very corporate, very project driven environment and putting that into, well, how do we make our business simple when it feels hard? Yes. And look, even though my story is different, it's so similar in a number of ways as well. Like there's so many of my clients as well. I see like we were in the corporate world, we were pushing and we were busy and we were successful in air quotes something happened and the universe forced us to put our foot on the brake essentially and forced us to slow down and we had to find a different way yeah and that's how we ended up in yeah starting our own businesses starting you know in this online business world so yeah I I do find it fascinating that although the stories are different they are so similar um, and you can see that pattern I'm sure you've probably seen that in in clients as well so many times yeah But I love that because I love that now we're having these conversations that it's like, actually, there is another way. And, you know, I see so many of my friends who stayed in that corporate space and kept pushing and pushing. And now, you know, now we're all kind of stepping into our 40s. They're like, really? Is this like as good as it gets? I'm like, no, come on over to the other side. Absolutely. So I wonder for you, like when you first started your business, did you still take a lot of that go doing all of the things, busy energy or right from the start, was there something that you like, I'm going to do this different to the way that I did it in corporate? Uh, The answer to that is yes and no, because for all of my commitment to doing less and having my business being part of, you know, me doing less and 
practicing mindfulness and all of those things, I was still very susceptible to the outside influences and particularly you know, looking for an answer outside of myself, like looking for the thing that was going to fix my business. And so what I often found was, you know, the business structures and the way of doing online business, because I studied business strategy in my master's, but it wasn't about the online component. So that online component was so different. And I was looking for an online answer, which gave me all these different structures and strategies that people were using online, but they didn't really suit what I had available, which was very limited time and very limited brain space because like I've grown my business around my kids and my job. And so, you know, even at my highest number of hours, you know, I've probably been capped at 20 hours a week, you know, and that would be very, that would be a generous number of hours that I have available. But also I think that mental bandwidth is important and you know, with two young kids and a, a fairly, you know, a fairly high corporate job, it, it's a challenge with that much <laughs> on your in your brain. And so I was trying to use lots of strategies and stuff that were created by people who were running their businesses in very different circumstances to me. And so even if I wasn't doing like air quoting there, doing a lot um, in terms of like having YouTube and this and that and this and that, it was still more than I had available to me in terms of time and brain space. So theoretically, the answer should be no, but in reality, the answer is yes, I was still definitely bringing that, how much can I get done in my 20 hours a week? Push, push, push kind of mentality. Guilty of that myself, which is why I asked the question, because I know when I first started my business, I was the same. I was like, how can I be more efficient? How can I get all of these things done? Because like you, I was you know, still working full time as well as running my business on the side in the beginning. And so, yes, I, even though I, in theory, knew better or wanted to do things different, I think sometimes those old habits kind of die yeah, I often say these are the habits of a lifetime too. Like for me, this wasn't just my corporate career where I was busy. Like I worked multiple jobs at a time to put myself through uni I worked a lot to get good grades at school. You know, we're kind of brought up with that and we're applauded for it. You know, look how hard you're working. You've got so much drive and determination and we're applauded for it. So we have to undo the stories of a lifetime to actually kind of change that. I know you mentioned, you know, when you first started your business, you were listening to all of these different people and they were saying, do this and do that. And, you know, this is what you need to do to be successful in in business. Were you the sort of person that liked to try all of the different strategies or from the beginning, were you pretty clear on, I know what works for me and I just need to put my head down and this is the path that I'm going to follow? I'd love to say that I was the second person. I'd really love that, Laura. But no, Um, so I did Lord knows how many courses, hoping that I would find someone else's thing that worked for me. And to be honest, I never found someone else's thing that worked for me, like long-term, like, yes, definitely. I had some things that I took from other people that worked for me short-term, but I would often then get burnt out and stop for a while. You know, I do all, I do, I do their thing and I do it really well. And then I'd just be like, I'm so tired. I just can't, or I'd get sick and I just, I couldn't keep it up with 
consistency. So the answer, unfortunately, is no, I didn't just put my head down and do my thing. I did everyone else's thing and then like really beat myself up because their thing didn't work for me. Oh, yes. I feel like this is a mirror of me talking back to myself, right? Because I resonate with so much of that. I was the same. I did all of the courses and I worked with so many different coaches and so many different mentors and once you do this and once you do that and so you try to do all of the things hoping that something at some point is going to stick it's going to work and if you just keep trying and you just keep pushing harder and you keep doing more at some point something's got to work which I guess could be the case but it doesn't necessarily have to come with a lot of anguish and a lot of hard work yeah yeah. Was there a particular moment for you or a turning point or a lesson or something that set you off from that path onto the path that you're on now? Yeah. So I, in about late 2019, and I'm like, I'm not kidding. Like I've kind of failed at business more often than I succeeded to where I am right now. Um, and that that's been hard for me to get to the point where I can say that because I'm like, look at me, I'm a business strategist. I've got these fancy degrees. I know what to do. It's like, yeah, it's different when it's your own business. Let's just put that out there for everyone. Yes, I guess there was a moment and it was sort of like late 2019 and I was burnt out yet again. And, you know, I get paid good money for what I do in the corporate world. So I was like burnt out again feeling really bad that my family's bank accounts looked the way that they did because I worked three days a week and um, my son had just started school that year. So in theory, I could be working more in my day job, but, you know, we'd agreed that I would keep the space for as long as I could to grow my business. And, you know, my business was plodding along, but it had this income ceiling that I just couldn't break. And the end result of that was I was kind of working for pittance. And if I went back to work, we could put a lot more money in our bank account. And I was just so tired of being burnt out. And I was like, you know what? Like if I'm just going to be this burnt out and working this hard and hustling this hard, I might as well go back to work full time and get paid for it and have the money to take holidays and stuff. So I just kind of went like there's this, this saying that someone I, I know used and it's like, what are you no longer available for? I just, it was kind of, you know, one of those moments that had been many years in the making when I just went, I am no longer available for discounting, hustling for clients, like undervaluing myself, burning myself out. It's like no longer available for it. I'm out. And it was, I honestly think that after that, things changed. I made investments on the basis that it was just like, I'm having a red hot go or I will walk away from this business like it was just no longer an option to keep doing what I was doing I think we've probably all been there at some point I know I certainly have as well we see it a lot on social media especially you know the overnight successes and the build a business it's so easy to you know get to 100k and you know blah 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 blah, blah all of that I'm rolling my eyes because in reality yes that might have worked for someone but for the most part people who have limited time perhaps they've got kids like yourself or they work part-time so they've only got a limited amount of time and energy to invest in their business it's not possible unless you're going to spend you know all of your spare time 
working and hustling to get your business to that point. So yes, I'm sure we've all been there and we see so much of it online is it's so easy, but it really, in reality, what we're being fed isn't reality for a lot of people. It's, so. it's one piece of the picture. And I often think that there's usually so much more behind the scenes that we don't know because so much of it is about our resources that we have available to us, you know, like the time, the money, the mental bandwidth, the skills that we bring in. I mean, if you've got a map, if you've got a background in marketing for big business, obviously that's a different thing to people who come into business who don't have that background. They don't have that skill to bring into their business straight away. If you've done a lot of sales, you're bringing that in. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to close sales calls. So there's all these pieces of the picture that we don't know from reading someone's social media profile. And we don't know if they've had, um, this is a real interest area for me, Laura, and I'll try not to geek out about it. But, you know, they've often had other successful businesses previously. These people like, yes, they might've gotten to that point, but they've often had something previously that helped them. So they might've had a previous business or they might already have an audience that they're able to tap into. So there's usually something behind the scenes there. So I think this is why it's so important that we actually give ourselves permission to do it our way because then we're tapping into the resources that we have rather than trying to tap into the resources that someone else had that we might not actually have available to us. Absolutely. We all have a different amount of time, different amount of money available to us. As you said, you know, if you've got kids or other things going on in your life, you don't necessarily have the mental capacity to be thinking about and working all of the time. And all of that feeds into what your business can look like and how quickly it's going to grow and the skills that you need to learn along the way. So you said you work about 15 hours a week. What, what does a typical week look like? Like how easy can business be when you get to the point of, I've worked out what works for me? Yeah. So I would say I have like, the most ridiculously simple business around. So for me, a typical week looks like, and I'm not going to lie, like I have support. Like this was one of the things I said that when I reached that tipping point, I got support and I was in a position to do that because I was able to tap the salary that I was making from my job, pick up some extra hours there. So yes, I acknowledge that. So let's, you know, there's always a behind the scenes, right? That's a resource that I could tap was to go cap in hand to my boss and say, hey, can I pick up a little bit of extra work over the next couple of months, which allowed me to then start making some investments so that I could get the return on that investment. But what does my business look like? So I write only a couple social media posts per week. I collate all of my social media posts into themes so that when I know, you know, I always have a theme that I'm kind of posting around so I can go back and just pull something from the archives. Almost every week there will be something from the archives. And I, you know, just write one or two posts a week. If I'm feeling really jazzed and creative, maybe I'll create all new content, but I'm a lazy gal at heart. So why would I? And then that goes off to my VA and she does all my images, all my scheduling, all that sort of stuff. So I am not putting hours and hours into content and scheduling my social media. Then I have, you know, I do, depending on where I'm at in my life as you know Laura knows this this year has been a very interesting year for me personally I've had major major health issues which has meant that I've dialed my business right back 
So usually <laughs> in other circumstances, what I would do is a live, say once a fortnight, Facebook Live or Instagram, and that gives high value content to people on a topic that I'm talking about. And I always invite people to book a discovery call with me. That's kind of my ongoing thing. Probably about once a quarter, I might run a three-day challenge, which often gives me a big intake of sales. And I have two ways to work with me. So one is my two-week intensive package, and then one is my six-month long-term support package. So it's really, I know, like, because I've been rocking this very simple little system for a solid probably 18 months now, I know exactly what I need to do to make any next step happen. So if I want to book discovery calls, I know what to do. If I want to sell an intensive, I know what to do. If I want to sell a VIP package, I know what to do. And it just means that I can increase and decrease what I'm doing and the number of clients that I take on depending on where I am in my life. But also I don't need to sign a lot of clients because I give a lot, like, my big focus in serving is in serving my existing clients and I have a very high client retention rate. So I actually haven't taken new long-term clients this year. And so I've worked with the same long-term clients since before my health diagnosis in 2020. And that's what's kept my business afloat. And it's, you know, I do take, I've taken on intensive clients, which is my short-term package. But I've just my main focus is serving those long-term clients and that keeps my business afloat. I love it. Like how, how sim- my business is not that simple, but I love how simple that is and how sustainable it is and how, depending on what's going on for you, kid stuff, health stuff, life stuff, you can scale it up or scale it back to suit. But you know when the time is you know, as you said, to bring in more, you're ready to take on more clients, you know exactly what you need to do to get out there, to promote, to bring those people in. And it's so simple and so easy. It's so honestly, like I just, I don't think I could have gotten through. So for the listeners, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in late 2020. So that's what 2021 has been about for me is surgeries and recovery and everything else. I don't think I could have kept my business going mental space wise if I had to think about what I need to do it was just that it was I know what to do therefore I show up I do it and then I pay someone else to do the manual parts of it that don't require me and that's that's how I could do it so the transition from doing it the old way to doing it this beautiful simple way I'm going to guess it wasn't, you know, an overnight thing. You just decided I'm going to make it this simple and you let go of everything else and everything else magically fell into place. What was that transition like for you? Was it really simple and really clear? And were you really sure on what you needed to do? Or was it a bit of experimentation in terms of seeing what worked and what didn't and what to let go of and what to keep? Again, I'd love to say it was simple and it was pretty, but no, it wasn't. And the truth is like there was an income. I think this is a really important thing to talk about is that there was actually an income dip when I first made that change because I had previously done lots of discounting and single sessions and I was just like, they're out. And so I had to change my marketing strategy and my client pathway a bit so that I was bringing in people who were more ready for that long-term support. So yes, there was an income dip. And it so I had to hold strong during that income dip. 
And that was where like having support on my team did make a big difference because I had a coach who was helping me to look at all of those things. And she was just saying, this is the plan. Remember, this is the plan. I was just like, okay, this is the plan. (laughs) Hang in there. So I had to, you know, the messy middle bit. I think we have to be willing to sit through the messy middle bit. And sometimes that means letting go of the short-term wins in order to get the long-term wins. But also, yes, I had to, I mean, I had the benefit of having been in business for a little while. So I was able to kind of sit with myself and say, when have been the times when, when business was working really well for me and to tap back on that and go, okay, I know that business works well for me when I'm having conversations with people and creating from a space of generosity. And so I was able to go back to that and go, okay, well, how do I bring this into my business more? And that still took some experimentation, but I was so much better for having that one bit of knowledge that that's something that just works really well for me. Nothing ever happens overnight. (laughs) Nothing is ever simple. You know, I just decided and tomorrow I'm going to wake up and it, it magically falls in place. I loved what you said about having, you have to be willing to sit in the mess and the in between and let go of the short term gains for the long term gains. Because again, it's just about being realistic about what it can look like to get your business to a point that it works for you in a way that you want it to work and you're doing the kind of work and offering the services and working with the people that you want to work with and all of that. There is a period of having to try and work all of that out. And as you said, tapping into what was working and being really clear about what you had to let go and having the strength in your convictions and in your mindset to keep going with it, even when it it did feel a bit hard and maybe did feel a little icky and a little confronting and do I really want to do this? Um, I think it's really important that people understand that, yeah, as you said, you don't just decide and then magically wake up tomorrow and everything is perfect. Because There were a few, you know, there was probably an uncomfortable couple of months there, but I'm so grateful that I was willing to ride them out. (laughs) So if someone's listening to this episode and they're nodding along and like, yes, Linda, it sounds amazing. And they are perhaps at that, they're still in that beginning stages of I'm trying all of the things and nothing is working and I'm exhausted. And maybe they feel like they're ready to give up. Maybe they don't want to give up, but they're just not sure of what the next steps are. What would you suggest to them if they're wanting to get from where they are now to something that works for them, but might, you know, look like where you are now? What are some of the steps that they could start to take to work out what that is for them? Big thing I would say is really pay attention to when you're saying words like should, if you're telling yourself I should do this, pay attention to that because you might not need to do it if it's a should. Pay attention to when you're enjoying your business and when you're not enjoying your business because I think oftentimes if we kind of scrap the things that we don't enjoy and that feel hard and put more focus on the things that we do enjoy, we get more out of those limited hours because we're more efficient and productive and open and you know, be, be willing to just disregard what other people say and be like, yeah, actually this, I feel like this is my thing. But the other big thing is give it time to work. And I have this conversation with, a, you know, I've had it with my the women in my Facebook group a lot is that you can't just do something for four weeks and expect to see the results 
you know, you've really got to ride it out and do the implementation consistently. And it's not just show up consistently, but show up in whatever way you have chosen the message, the, the content, the client pathway. You have to show up in that consistently. I always say for at least 12 weeks before you decide it's not working. I had someone recently tell me she was just about to throw out this package because she said it's not working. No one's buying it. And I was like, hold up. We're like halfway through executing a plan here. Like just hang in there a little bit longer. And then she came back to me like two hours later and said, oh, I just made a sale of that package. So she could she could so easily have just been like, this isn't working. I'm throwing it out now instead of just staying there. And then she made another pack sale a couple of days later. So <laughs> I was just like, see, it was working. You just hadn't seen it come out the other end yet. So you have to be willing, like we said, that messy middle bit, you've got to be willing to stay there and ride it out. Yes, absolutely. And they say too, these days with so much noise online, social media and all of that, it used to be something along the lines of people needed to hear something from you seven times before they were ready to make a commitment to buy. Whereas now it's something like 25 or 30 or some massive number. And so, as you said, you know, four weeks isn't probably long enough for people to have had enough touch points, particularly if they're new to you, new to your audience to actually hear all of that or have even noticed all of those touch points and be at the point where they're ready to buy. So it's a huge leap of faith sometimes and you really just, as you said, have to stay the course and trust the process. Absolutely. So if there's one thing that you could tell people that related to how they could make their businesses easier or simpler or any of the good stuff that we've talked about, what is like the one thing that you would want people to either do or to consider or think about? So one thing I want them to think about is that you're already doing enough. I can almost guarantee it. Like you you don't need to add more bits into your business. So let's just get that out there. But if there's one thing that I want them to do, honestly, I'd say it's connect to people. I think when I really made connection a priority and started approaching my business more from a way of how can I connect and give value? How can I build trust? Then my business started to change. I think we hear a lot about kind of automated marketing and this, you know, but that's great. And you might reach a point where you have that fully automated thing happening, but you've got to Get the knowledge first. You've got to understand your people. And I think that starts with just connect. Like just think, how can I build relationships today? And I think that puts you in a good place. As I say, it's social media after all, not just promo, 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 buy my thing. And yes, I totally agree. I think building those connections and those relationships without the expectation that someone's eventually going to buy. But as you said, just showing up and giving value, knowing that you will call in the right people when they are ready for that next step, it's it's not to be underestimated. Do you have any last words of wisdom or anything else that you would like to say before we wrap things up? Honestly, I think it has to be, it's just really got to be, be willing to have time and space for yourself and you know build it in now 
I always think if you want to have a spacious business that lets you enjoy your life, have time to go to yoga, go for a walk on the beach, read books, binge on Netflix every so often, you have to create your business with that in mind. So please don't create a business where you're expecting yourself to work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week now with the expectation that at some point later on, you're going to be able to do all of those things. I think we need to really consciously create the thing that we're trying to create. So otherwise you're just going to have to throw it all out, (laughs) you know, burn it all down and start again. And I don't want people to have to do that. So just consciously create it, start with where you want to go and then be like, okay, how is what I'm doing today? building that business that I actually create? How do I have those emotions and feelings and things that I value in my business now? I love that. Conscious creation, 100%. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been an amazing chat. And as we said at the very beginning, we're always so in alignment with the messages that we have, even though we serve our clients in different ways. And I literally, you won't be able to see this if you're listening, but we're on Zoom and I've been nodding my head, (laughs) virtually high-fiving as Belinda has been talking. So thank you so much for, for coming along and sharing all of that juicy goodness with us today. If people would like to find out more about you, maybe come and hang out and connect with you online, where is the best place for them to come and find you? The best place to find me is on Instagram because I just think it's fun. So you can find me on Instagram at better than busy is my handle over there. And I also have a Facebook group, which is called your business, your way. Um, But Instagram is just my favorite place to be. So come and say hi to me. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much. I'll make sure that we pop all of your links and everything in the show notes so that people can come and find you and can come and hang out with you online. Thank you, Laura. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that it has given you some things to think on. And please do reach out with any questions or anything that you have as well. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the With Flow podcast. If you got value from this episode, I would be so grateful if you could share it with your friends or leave a rating and review in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word. See you on the next episode.